0: The feel always comes before the look, almost just a little bit before it, but Mm. like my new client is like French inspired clothing and I've never ever worked on this style before. And I have about 600 fonts on my artboard right now and I'm just staring at absolutely every single one just to try and get that feeling of what I think her target audience would like the feeling of most.
1: That's Taylor Amy. She is a graphic designer, but has her own branding studio. So graphic designer kind of feels like a bit of an understatement. She's 25 and she's honestly incredible. She's so talented. And before you listen to this episode, please jump over to Instagram and her handle is at hello Taylor amy. You will just be blown away and it gives this whole episode context. She is such a talent and a marvel. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Welcome to Process the Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Thomas, motion director, founder of production company Cinema Tom, and now founder of new mobile first social content creation production company whatever we're going to call it need to come up with my zinger tom projects this episode is really really important but before we dive in i want to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land which i record this podcast on the war and drew people of the kulin nation and pay my respects to their elders past and present i thought that taylor and i were going to chat about fonts brands cohesion stylistic things. But we chatted down to the core about what it means to be a solo girl working on something that you absolutely love and you've got clients coming at you or not when you have little droughts. We talked about the core money beliefs, the boundaries of putting a client first and how that kind of works learning from others, what happens when you have a quiet month and just how important passion projects are. She's 25 and she's incredible. Her taste is immaculate. And she and I basically giggled through this episode because it was sort of like a private heart to heart about the ins and outs of running a business and the relationships that we have. And like she shared a horror story from a client not paying. I didn't share it, but I've still got a client from a company a jewellery brand based in Melbourne that I shot a whole campaign day for and they still owe me $6,000 and they're actively posting on social media and their business is thriving but for some reason they don't want to pay me. I've had a debt collector try to chase them. It got really, really messy. It still is. And like, I just can't seem to get paid. And I should just write that off as a bad debt, but I'm a little stubborn ass. So this episode's really important because it just makes, I think it's going to make you guys feel less alone in like feelings and how to run things and all of that. And I'm really excited that this episode happened. I'm in Sydney right now. I have been here for three days. I'm working on Space Invaders, the TV show on behalf of Kmart, basically creating the show's digital content for them. It is so fun. It's given me a whole new love for tradies and now I'm single. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Flipping houses. I'm clucky as fuck. Like, whoa, that process is so fun. Space Invaders is a very fun TV show and it's very cool. And the team that work on it are beautiful, beautiful people. So shout out Space Invaders. I'm having the time of my life. I hope you love this episode. Let's do it. Taylor, Amy, I'm obsessed with your work. Like I'm obsessed with it. I follow you on Instagram. The layers of what you show on your Instagram to brand yourself is incredible. So I feel like you're a lot more than a graphic designer. Do you call yourself a graphic designer?
0: I have different layers of what I do. So if I'm speaking to someone in the field, I'll say brand, brand designer.
1: So talk to me about your setup. You work from home.
0: Mm-hmm, always have. Besides the cat and the dog, no. <laughs> I've never hired mm. anyone to help me. I've never, you know, which is crazy. I should. <laughs> you want to? You know, sometimes it gets a little hectic. Um, I do have my um friend Olivia and uh, Ziggy G who website and social media who I always go to if I need something. But it's more mm. so I send the client to them. You know, I've never hide right. anyone, like a white label that scares me
1: you've got what you do so down pat or at least it looks like you do from the outside <laughs> looks like I do <laughs> does, it, does it feel like you do because it looks really clean and comprehensive but I'm over here running around like a fucking headless chalk and everyone's like how do you do it all I'm like
0: <laughs> I'm holding on by a thread <laughs> well I don't show myself on socials much so you know behind the scenes It's a, this is not this clean ever. (laughs) It's okay. It it changes from client to client. Everything is, you know, I work better when things are messy. Organized chaos is what I like to call it. You know, I have my processes, but it changes every single time. There's not one time (laughs) that it's been Mm. the same, which I always try to, you know, run my business that works for the client.
1: What do you think it is about our characteristics that are just like the client comes first anything for the client like are we I pushovers think... or is it
0: <laughs> oh don't use that word in here <laughs> <laughs> I it's it's I have been you know stumped with that I'm too friendly sometimes mm. I'm too forgiving I um not going to name names obviously um but I just had a client sign in on the in 2022 and or July end of July, um, and it was a dream product, project that most have ever charged. You know, I was super excited. So obviously, I would have done <laughs> anything yeah. to you know get that client. So I was just so excited. A real step in my business, and um, she's only just now paid the final money, <sighs> and I had to beg for months I had to beg and plead and I went through so many, you know, emails yeah. and just, and I had to, exp- like, cause she kept saying things like oh, I have, you know, a family and bills. And I sat there and I was like, yes, same. same. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I I have a home, you know, I, you hired me, you know. So yeah, things 100%. like that where I have oh, that's so hard. been stepped on. Yeah. So seeing that final payment come through was like I actually felt like the weight had just been lifted off. And now I still have to do some extra yeah. things for that job. And, it, and it's just there's resentment there now. And that's what I do not want in this business. Yeah. Because obviously I'm my client's cheerleader. I want to support them. How they've supported me, Mm. and she didn't do that. So now she's like, now there's resentment there, and it's and it sucks." Yeah. So there's a fine line between being a pushover (laughs) and you know putting the client first. So there's boundaries in a way, but you know, so you've got to sort of set them, but also be a little lenient you know so it sucks but you know that doesn't happen very often which I think that yeah I pride myself on that yeah
1: so when a client comes obviously kind of like you have back and forth about what their job actually needs what the brief is la 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 create Mm -hmm. creative wise where does your mind Mm -hmm. begin do you stew on it for a little bit without really putting pen to paper when i mean pen to paper I mean like Creating a digital mood board, obviously. <laughs> what is your specific process? Do you ruminate or do you just dive straight in? I suppose it
0: depends. I always ask for a Pinterest board from the client because I'm not a verbal person, yeah. I'm a visual person. So I have to have a Pinterest board because my idea of feminine and your idea of feminine could be worlds apart. Right. And that has happened before. Mm-hmm. So now a Pinterest board is an extreme need. You know, I need mm. to have it because, you know, a client said fine line drawing. That, that could mean a bunch of different things so Pinterest board yeah. is, is what I need so I take that Pinterest board and usually nine times out of ten I'll see the brand in my head almost the full brand and it's I don't know how to explain that to someone who doesn't have a visual mind if they have a verbal mind <laughs> so yeah, right. I usually see you know logos colors and then I get a little overwhelmed and then my artboard's a mess but It gets there in the end. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's crazy that usually I can see the whole brand in my head and then just pray that the client likes
1: it. Amazing. And so how do you, what do you work on first? Do you do the colours or do you do the font or like how do you build it? And is it the same every time? Uh, definitely not the same every time. <laughs> this
0: latest client is probably my the favourite work I've ever done. I worked over the weekend, which I never normally do. But um, my partner just started shift work, so he worked over the weekend. So I'm, oh, I might as well do then. Um, yeah. And I felt like I did, and I loved it more because there was no pressure. You know, clients aren't yeah. expecting things on the weekend, so I did the whole brand in that weekend. I sat there from 5 a.m. to like 10 p.m. because <laughs> I was just like, I was just enjoying yeah. it so much. Uh, she hasn't responded yet, so <laughs> I don't know if she likes it, but I'm just waiting for that little oops, email. Um yeah, know, but it's probably some of the favorite work I've done and I've changed my process on that. So I used to just dump everything and now I'm, I, yeah. with that new brand, I made it in step. So I did the, font hierarchy first then I went to um logos then colors because I like to see everything in black and white so you love the what it looks like versus what it looks like in color because sometimes you can see a logo in color and you're like oh beautiful and you put it in black it's like oh that doesn't that doesn't work so it always needs yeah, to work right. in black and white before you put it in color yeah so yeah, I'd say fonts, colours, uh, and then collateral if needed. But yeah, that, that sometimes jumbles if I'm more excited about colour than anything. <laughs> do you think? How do you think your taste has evolved? I mean, just a simple scroll on my socials you can see it <laughs> you mm-hmm. know I, I even scrolled down the other day and I was like why have I used fluoro like I would never use fluoro in my life and now I've got neon <laughs> like you know, I was like ew like I should put those in archives <laughs> you know you can see how I used to design like that was it's crazy from 2018 mm. to now it's completely different and I think I focus yes, more absolutely. on typography now I, I came into social uh, Instagram not knowing that it would grow to what it did. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I would be sitting here with 90 plus thousand followers. Like that was not a life Mm. that I thought, you know, that I would have. So (laughs) I really quickly. Killing it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) for someone who hates social media, (laughs) I'm on it a lot. (laughs) She's doing well. (laughs) Um, So I think I quickly used that social for others. You know, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I want to give other people a platform on mine, so that's where mm. that started. Where I collabed with people, or I, um, I did the brief. Ba- what well, started base now it's the brief project. But I always do yeah. that and pick some someone of my favorite that gave them a platform, even a little bit, even if it gave them one follower. You know, that was. Yeah. I gave them their time because I didn't have that I didn't have anyone mm. that I felt like I could go to when I was at 100 followers you know I got turned down mm. a lot like if I messaged someone they would just be like oh you you're only like a
1: little follower I don't want to you know yeah you know sure. no, thank you if we were to explain Sorry. what the brief project <laughs> is for people how no how do you explain what the brief project is
0: I just when I well, I don't know I just really like passion projects I like no pressure Designing, I like portfolio fillers. You know, I started my portfolio with random little shitty things that I did, so I could just so clients could see what I could do. I always tell people to do the things that they that they're not being hired for. You know, work on the work that you want to be hired for. <laughs> so yes, when I started 100%. doing that, people started seeing that, and they're like, "Oh, I like this brand." About three or four times in the last two years of doing it, clients have come to me and they're like, Can I just buy that? Like, can I just buy that brand that you made and change it to mine? And I'm just like, Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> Make this easy. Wow. Just have it. You know, so that's, again, that's what I want for designers, young, um, young, sorry, new, <laughs> or. Yeah, they're you know, young too. <laughs> junior, I suppose. Junior or, you know, yeah. senior designer, Whatever, however you fit in. Passion projects aren't, you know, for a specific crowd. They're for mm. everyone. So no matter how, you know, into this business I get, I will always take time in a month or a week and do work on a little side project with no pressure, no client feedback, work on exactly what I want because just for someone to not say, I don't like it. I like it, so I want mm. to do it, you know. So there's always yeah. that... Um, I bring fun back into it if I'm having a hard week with a client. Just shut sh- shut the emails off. Don't want to hear it, you know. Just mm. and then just create for myself. That's and people people in my life who aren't designers and don't really see what I do day to day. They're like, oh, wh- like what are you working on? And I just say, oh, just a little passion project. And they're like, you do your job for fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we totally forget that. Like I um, and the listeners know this because I mentioned it in one of the last smaller episodes that I did where it was just me chatting um that I am chatting away at the moment to a production company that I've done a pro like a a a starter project with in order to see if it's right that I sign with them as a director and they looked at my entire um catalog of work I put it in an excel spreadsheet for them and based on like the tabs were each year that I'd worked. So mm-hmm. since 2016, all the way up to 2023, obviously. So that's seven years of work. <laughs> and he was like, how brutal do you want me to be? And I was like, as brutal as possible. He's like, your best work was in 2016. Why is that? And I was like, cause that's when I started doing my own spec work to show people what I could do and like what I mm-hmm. loved. And then he was like, clients have come in and totally suppressed the work and like your mm-hmm we need to work now to channel you more and get your creative ideas out there and pair you with clients that are not going to squash down to sell XYZ. And I was like, oh, damn. Mm -hmm. But it really, really broke in my heart. (laughs) It broke my heart, but I I was also like, fuck, firstly, this guy is very honest and, like, that's what you want in somebody Mm -hmm. that you essentially dive into bed with to represent you. He just saw it and he saw the original vision that I had for how I approach film. Mm -hmm. So it was a godsend, but um, it's really lit a fire under my ass to just do more Mm -hmm. alone and trust that that's Mm -hmm. good enough rather than waiting for the validation of a client to be like, can you spend Monday to Wednesday creating for them? No, just spend mm. more time doing it for you. Totally. I lo- and I love that you've actually mm-hmm. held yourself accountable to that rather than just being like, I'm mm-hmm. fucking over it. Like, because screen time and stuff, it's a thing. Like, <laughs> do you get overwhelmed yeah. like, and overstimulated? Um, depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> depends Fair. on uh, my partner's
0: schedule. Depends on, like... I cried in the grocery store the other day because I just—that's when I got the email. So, you know, I just—I'm a crier, so that's natural. So, you know, that's not anything out of the ordinary. Um, (laughs) 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 No, just a little. Um, No, but it's—I just started working for an agency, freelancing on the side because my inquiries were really slow at the start of the year. I stopped posting on socials end of last year, and it took a hit. It. I went down um, nearly 5,000 followers, which is not the problem at all. The the numbers don't matter. But I saw that it did affect my business. And then Mm. I felt that pressure to create, Mm. to have a business. And I was just like, this is like shit. This is a really shit feeling Mm. that I have to feel like I have to work on my socials just to have a business. And then the moment that I signed on with that agency, clients were coming out everywhere in my own time and I was like oh my god (laughs) and there was a little little period there in June where it had picked up and I was working for them and I was working about like 16 hours a day and yeah like you know obviously it's not 16 hours straight you know I get up I'm eating walking around you know whatever but 16 Mm. hours in the studio essentially and I felt it take a toll on my brain my mental health my physical health I was tired and my partner was Mm. just like oh we'll just take a break I was like how dare you (laughs) (laughs) take a break from the thing that I love the most I was just like but you're (laughs) right like I I do (laughs) I do need to care for myself Uh, even just two days of break uh, two days away from it and I was just like oh I feel it's back like my passion's back and I jumped straight back in and I was fine but knowing that yeah. I had pushed myself far too far and I was just like I don't see the screen time I turn off notifications for that though like you know how Apple has <laughs> you've spent yes bar amount of hours this week I turn that off oh it's don't like don't
1: fucking so tell me that <laughs> I don't want to
0: know 100% well I've got my phone iPad laptop and computer in front of me so yeah, fuck. I don't want to know it's like <laughs> <laughs> don't want to know. But, you know, yeah, I, I, I've I, slowly figured out there's a point that I do need to stop and almost mm. all the time my client's are like, yeah, no, take that break. There's only been mm. one time where they're just like, mm, I, I need it. though I don't care. So that was, yeah. what, nearly eight years, <laughs> only one person has been yeah. like, I don't care. But everyone else is like, yeah, take that time, take a week. I don't care. Like you're, you are matter more than, you know, this. So. Yeah. Again, I feel like I have that crowd that support me even though they're, I'm supporting them, they're supporting me. You know, it's, a, it's nice. Yeah. yeah,
1: Definitely. I'm taking my first Definitely, like yeah. holiday as such. It's not a holiday. It's like all I can squeeze in. It's five days from this Saturday, so two days away, into Wednesday next week and I'm going down to the Mornington Peninsula, which is where are you based? Oh, that sounds lovely. Newcastle. Okay. Yeah. So it's sort of like, as if I was going, it's like our version of the Northern beaches, I guess, um, from Sydney. So, um, and I'm just going to like a little farm stay vibe. I still have to do some TikTok stuff for clients. Cause like, that's my main, um, ongoing kind of bread and butter at the moment while I shimmy into uh-huh. another arm of the business. So I do like a lot of directing and stuff and then, um, but they're like day rates. So that stuff takes me about a week, and then that, and then I don't hear from that client in maybe three months until they've got another campaign coming up or something like that. And then like, oh, that's I, I sort of so, yeah, it's really good, and that's like reoccurring work, obviously. Mm. But then there's like an always on social media TikTok kind of video content world that I'm in for clients like Kmart, who mm. are just the best, and that's kind of the stability. Um, that I needed end of last year into this year and now it's kind of become so fruitful that I've developed another like basically sub brand called Tom projects which is all the social video work because you know how like mm-hmm. when you brand yourself you don't want to be the girl that does TikToks because I've worked too hard to just be the girl that does TikToks <laughs> but it's an incredible incro- like, yeah, in- <laughs> yeah but I don't want that for my career I want that for no. the side of the business to be like wow that that mm-hmm. company is a machine at that and is really good at it but I've worked way too hard to just be defined as that girl now I kind of so mm-hmm. I've separated them out basically and built another business mm-hmm. to sit next to my own business so that it doesn't get cloudy and I have more to show <laughs> yeah, that's more a good TikTok idea. Because then
0: people <laughs> go straight for that yeah
1: yeah so it's I a do more basically, yeah I do and I'm more than that you've got to make those decisions and like what do you expose what do you not expose and what do you kind of say mm-hmm. that you're working on like I'm sure that you don't necessarily want to tell your clients that you've gone freelance into an agency because the work was quiet right but then again you do need to pay rent
0: Mm. oh i've never when they when they because they reached out to me Mm. um and the moment that they did i was shocked that an agency had reached out you know why again i still feel like i'm i'm at that like a thousand followers like little me you know sitting in my studio at home yeah i still have that i feel like little me i don't feel like i'm 25 owning a a five-figure business like it's I still, I still feel like I feel grateful every day. You know, it's crazy that I sat there the other day and I was just like, this is insane that I can, I've built this by myself, supported myself yeah, and I'm here. So seeing that email, I was just like, oh, why do they want me? And then I was like, oh, well, like I'm, I'm good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I had that like self-realization. I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm proud of what I've done. You know, it's clear yeah, that for sure. I've helped people so i have that you know that little confidence there is that confidence somewhere in there where it's just like yes. oh i can do it you know so obviously that's why they want me to do it and i've been working on them with them since may and it's been amazing you know it's been amazing because they take out that the first part i don't have to mm. get all of the information out of the client I don't have to mm. explain why I need it, so they just give me the brief and I do it. So it feels almost like a passion project because I don't have contact with the client. So it feels like I'm yeah. doing my own brief, babes, or brief the brief project in the yeah,
1: but getting paid for it.
0: <laughs> so, so that's nice. You, but I, you know, well,
1: when you're doing it for like essentially your branding and the way that you brand a project up is your secret sauce. It's your your creativity, your heart and soul and your taste. And that's what mm-hmm. you sell essentially is your taste and your, yeah. it's not just, you're not just mm-hmm. a technician, you're, it's taste as well. And, mm-hmm. and it's your ability to mm-hmm. design and like see it, like from the way that we started this conversation, how you just can see it. How yeah. do you go channeling your skill set but into an agency? Because are you sort of like, oh no, that's my very best work. I can't give that. To them, like, how do you kind of go? You know, like that's Taylor. I mean, there there like, was
0: something to be, you know what I mean? There was, I, I will say, there was something that I did design for them. And just before I hit send, they went, Oh, I might change it and then use that, <laughs> like, keep that for myself. It was only yeah. for like a little icon or something. And I was just like, Oh, no, I really like that, you know, because I'm allowed to post yeah. the work that I make with them, but great it it's it's a little bit like it well then it doesn't feel like mine you know mm. even though I did the whole brand or I did a part of it it's still like you know I worked for blah blah on this everything about it I've loved everything about it I'm working with a team you know so there's yeah it's four so of us nice, and we all do different stuff and even working with the team and just chatting with someone or one of them or project manager or whatever has just been a different world, you know, just having that constant feedback from someone. I was like, why wasn't I doing this sooner? Like, it's crazy. Like I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to say that I am working with an agency. Mm -hmm. I never, you know, I mean, it's my business. I'm running my business. That's supporting my business. Why would Mm -hmm. I, that's not embarrassing to me. You know, it never was, it will be. Um, the I suppose I'm not really embarrassed to say that my inquiries are slow either it's scary (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I suppose that we all do go through it where it was a like a three-month period where I got one job and I earned like $1,400 from Mm -hmm. from that in those three months and I was just like oh this is what do I do like i yeah I started looking at like part-time jobs because I was like I don't know what to do like I need you know I don't know what to do and then all of a sudden it came and it kicked off and I was just like oh okay maybe that was like like I don't know the universe um you know giving me a break you know fully letting me you know settle down change my business change my process change everything really figure out what I want to do and it did. <laughs> you know, I'm working yeah. in a team now. I have my own clients. I'm loving everything that I'm doing. Not um, clients who paid me from like nine months ago. Um, yeah. You know, so it's all, it's sort of all like squared away all in the matter yeah. of like a week. And I was just like, oh, okay, we're okay. You know, we're back. Yeah. Like but I got that break, I got the,
1: you know, it was, it's been good. Yeah. Do you think that you recommend to other individuals building out their own brand studio to go and work in an agency to understand what that's like?
0: Um, I probably did my process really backwards, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working in an agency eight years later. I, um, yeah. I started studying on online colleges in 2015, graduated in 2018. They didn't help me at all. I was basically just mm. doing passion projects, and someone was saying, "No, it's shit. yeah, it's good." So that it didn't help yes. me at all. A lot of money, and I learned nothing, but I learned everything from myself. YouTube was my mm. bread and butter then. <laughs> mm. Um, and then I went. I did two weeks at uh um, uh, what do you call it? I suppose freelancing for two weeks. I went one day, everyone was rude. I went home crying. I said, oh. no, I don't want to do it. I don't, I'm not coming back. Like that's, it was terrifying. <laughs> and that was that thing yeah. where I said, you know, I've never said yes to a podcast because I was scared. You know, I didn't want no. to go back. <laughs> yes. because they were rude. So I didn't, I didn't want to put myself through that. I can say no. Mm-hmm. Like I'm allowed to say no. So I did. Mm-hmm. And I do regret it because I lost um, that, like teaching that was a teachable moment I should have pushed through but I'm glad I didn't because from there that pushed me to do freelance you know I worked mm. hard I did do air tasker for a very long time which was overworked and underpaid immensely yeah. but you know we're over that now obviously um yeah and then to that 2021 was where my socials kicked off and I ran my business and did nothing else but my business. And that was crazy. And now I'm doing an agency. <laughs> so definitely yeah, backwards. but interesting. Now I definitely would say to people starting out, do work for others. You mm. know, find your style. Find how you work. Find how others work. Um, see what works for you. Because working with this agency, I've realized what I'm doing wrong like some parts of my mm. business, I could be doing better, you know. So I learned that mm. way too late in the game. But now it's different, you know, now I've learned. It. But definitely if you have the opportunity, take it. Work with people, work. If you don't like it, you can say no, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Like you can try it out. And If you don't like it, get lost. So yeah. if you want to do freelance, do it. If you want to work for yourself, do it. But I definitely would recommend doing that work before you go, you know, off your, off by yourself. <laughs> yes, and I wish someone sure. had told me that. But I'm yeah. sort of, like, I suppose proud of how it happened. You know, I'm glad that I can say that I work for someone now. And it's, uh, you know, I mean, money's a big deal. Money's a big part yeah. of it, of why I do it obviously <laughs> you know i'm not um, doing everything for free and and I, but i love what i do so it doesn't feel like a job most days i could i'm yeah. overworked a lot of the time and you know there's hardly a time where i get a break or there's hardly a time where you know you can't have a sick day and get paid for it so if you're <laughs> not running a business sure. your business isn't running so yeah it's crazy in that aspect but I wouldn't I wouldn't have it any other way at all and I'm mm. really happy with the agency and yes definitely work for others work under others work over others you know whatever works for you mm. you know
1: yeah for sure um, it's very eye-opening isn't it when you step into that um the first time I did it was with Mushroom Creative House which is part of like the Michael Gudinski Mushroom Music Dynasty um if you will and The team was incredible that I worked with, but they also Mm -hmm. were really aware that I had been running my own show for a long time. And they were proud of me that I'd done that. And Brett, Mm -hmm. um, one of my, who essentially is now one of the creative leads, they just held my hand so much through learning how it works Mm -hmm. in an agency land of like, oh no, no, you don't do that. We do that. Or like, oh no, no. When a client comes to us, we send it. You don't have to do that. And it's, so mm-hmm. nice. I totally agree. Just being the creative, and you're put there for a reason in this bigger yeah. sphere of mm-hmm. accounting teams, invoicing, da, da, da. and it was mm-hmm. almost like up until I worked with Brett, I was nervous to send an invoice because I don't know. I felt like I was annoying, or like I was dem- like I wasn't <laughs> obviously it's agreed upon, and I have to get paid, mm-hmm. but. I, I, because I'm such, yeah, I was a such a people pleaser. Yeah, I was sort of like, mm-hmm. hey, just sliding this into your emails. I felt a bit funny about it. And mm. Brett was always like never, ever, ever apologise for sending an invoice. And the way I think mm. hearing it from a man as well really helped me to be like, oh, okay, sure. And Brett is incredible. Yeah. He's built out. He built out his own music festival and all that. That's like how he came into working for Mushroom. But he really like gave me, he like drilled it into me, never apologize for sending an mm-hmm. invoice or feel like that's too much from you. Like, what are you doing being with this like soft, yeah, why are we spoken, <laughs> yeah apologetic language? Like what the fuck are you doing? Just send your invoice. Like it's agreed upon mm. you have to pay rent. And I was like, oh, yeah. so it gives you these little life tools that you're like, Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So I think it's so, it's so important. I'll never forget the lessons that I've learned with them. Essentially, you're an authority on brand and uh-huh. our little imposter syndrome is like, I'm not. What do you mean? Well, you are. You get paid oh, yeah. to build Who? brands for people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me? Yeah. So <laughs> when it comes to building a, out a brand, what do you think the most important pieces of that are and where? Because there are a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are going to or or are in the middle of or have their own brands, but kind of Mm -hmm. the brands are a side hustle or the brands are in motion and they're, when they get around to it, they'll be much bigger brands. Or even me, Mm -hmm. I haven't posted on my own personal brand, like Ariel Thomas Instagram, since March. Like I'm so busy Mm -hmm. um, that I just haven't Mm -hmm. done it. So, what do you think the most important pieces of a brand? are in 2023
0: i feel like the obvious answer is the logo you know Mm. but to me it's how you show up you know Mm. i when i work with clients it depends what it is if it's packaging you make the entire packaging and shipping process amazing you know you don't just Mm. want your packaging to be amazing you want to open that mailer you want the thank you card you want the tissue paper you know if it's yeah. um website you want you want it to be memorable and that doesn't mean bright colors that doesn't mean you know um it's a loud logo it could be a small logo but how you show up in copy how you show up online you know using your branding mm. and your brand um Vocabulary, you know, socials obviously <laughs> are a really big part mm-hmm. of that. So I always try to put socials into every project that I do with clients. They're like, "Oh, I don't need you know templates right now." It's like, you'll be back, you, do. you know, <laughs> because yeah, you, you do need it. Um, <laughs> but I can see a clear difference now that I use Canva and I make the templates for the clients. I can already see a clear difference between me just giving the clients a PNG and they make it themselves on Canva. I've seen people screw up templates so badly, like clients from yeah. even my templates, they screw them up and they post it. It's like, Oh, you didn't listen. Like <laughs> a, <it's, Yeah>. Please. <laughs> now it looks like I've done that. Silly. Uh, silly. Um, <laughs> silly. <laughs> um, but it's, it's more than just the brand for a business. So I suppose it, you know, the logo is obviously important. That's one of the most memorable parts, but it's how you use it and how you show up with it. So I'm just Mm. like, you know, one of the small steps in a sense to an entire brand business project, you know, Mm. whatever it is. I, I'm, I'm not more important than someone else who's worked on the business for like a copywriter or, Yeah. A website designer. We're just as important as each other to make that one thing great. You know, so obviously as much as I love colours and logos (laughs) Yeah it's for sure. The it's the entire thing that makes it the important part. There's not well, I suppose if you think of Nike, it's the tick, you know. We don't I don't Mm -hmm. look at them very often, but that's what you think of. So in a sense it's the logo, but you know, it's how, how you, you're using it to speak to your community or your, you know, mm. your consumer base, your customer's clients, whatever it is. It's how you continue to use it. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, for sure. What yeah. do you think about the psychology of branding? Like when you go through typefaces and you're looking for something specifically You've probably never had to really talk about the psychology of this, but I did it when I designed Cinema Tom's logo. I reverse engineered it because I was working in fashion film, but I wanted to be working with international brands that were of luxury level. So I chose something that was quite synonymous to the Acne logo because it was short, sharp and... It had a presence that wasn't regal or anything. It wasn't too refined, but it was, and then I chose like a salmon because it was obviously called Tom, which is a masculine name. My last name's Thomas, but it was called Tom because I didn't Mm -hmm. want it. I wanted it to be an easygoing slang version of my name and my presence because I wanted to be an easygoing kind of, approach to that I didn't want it to call it Ariel Thomas mm. productions like fuck that that's so intense um it's sort of and also I was working in like the male long industry. yeah a little bit um <laughs> but I was working in the male-dominated industry so how do you kind of how can you articulate the psychology of branding like that and fonts and all of that and how how you work through that process
0: if the client got um strategy done i'll Mm -hmm. you know really dive into that you know i don't i'll probably get shot for this but when people say they have a target audience it's they don't really follow that you know yeah there's no no 45 year old is the same i'm not gonna just use like new times roman because Dahl used that on microsoft Word. you know when she was younger like there's so many different <laughs> versions of 45. <laughs> so when I hear target yeah. audience, it's like, oh, I get it. It's a, there's a clear difference between children, teenagers, and anyone over like 20. It's, mm-hmm. it's so open. There's no, I don't. It's hard to stick to a target audience. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, the when you brand when you're opening a business, there needs to be a target audience. You know, no teenagers are mm. going to use the what uh, like 45 year old, like that retinol cream, whatever it is. You know, that's they're obviously targeting mm. the older generation, but mm. it choosing, choosing a font is again just a small part of it. But you know, it's I also think about how it feels. You know, mm. I'm not targeting for a person, I'm making the brand have a feeling. So the whole brand together has to make one feeling. So, you know, if you want to do feminine, I'm not going to put like fluoro green. You know, that's Mm. (laughs) all. That's crazy. So, you know, I, I've never had to say this before. So that's why it's (laughs) sounding crazy. Yeah, I know. To me, just it's such a large range. There's no, obviously niches are important, but you know, to brand is to create a feeling. So
1: Mm. if
0: I look at a font, I look at it all together. I look at, you know, accent fonts, body, subhead, header, title, whatever it is, I always have to look at it all in one. There's rarely a time that it would all be seen all in one. But if there's part of it that's a bit like stands out, it's like, oh, that's not going to work then. You know, you don't really Mm. want the header to be the main part because the header isn't what the most important part usually usually what's in the body body copy Mm. is the most important part so it's always a the feel always comes before the look (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) almost just a little bit before it but Mm. um like my new client is uh like french inspired clothing and i've never ever worked on this style before and i have about 600 fonts on my artboard right now and I'm just staring at absolutely every single one um, just to try and get that feeling of what yeah. I think her target audience would like the feeling of most, how that font flows with the clothing choice. You know, you put a swing mm. tag on clothing, you want it to, that feeling you have to flow with the brand to the item. So it's always a, I mean, there's a small part of me that wants to choose something that I like because it's, I like, I want to use that font.
1: (laughs) How do you do it when psychologically are you like, Oh, like, how do you put, because you are hired for your taste at the end of the day, but how are you choosing something that you like versus what you think that the customer and the clientele of your client is going to like?
0: I will always do two concepts, if not three, but I always do two. Mm. And I tell the client that I'll always do one that if I had the business, this is what I would want. So th- I treat it like a passion project for one of the concepts. I always say I'm going to brand one of them how I think it should be done. Mm. And then I'll do one in more in line with your Pinterest board or exactly what your Pinterest board you know, feels and usually they're like, oh, you know, why ask for the Pinterest board if you're just going to go off on your own and usually, if not all the time, we take pieces from each and it's always a like an eye-opener for them because they're like, oh, I never would have, you know, I don't like green, so why do I like it here? And it's like, well, because it it feels nice, you know, it looks nice. Yeah. Yeah feels cohesive with everything. So most of the time clients do pick, most of the time, (laughs) they do pick Mm -hmm. either a little bit of both or they skew more to the one that I prefer. And I think that does come Mm -hmm. with they're hiring me. Mm -hmm. So obviously they've seen my website, they've seen my work. You're not going to hire me for masculine you know I have not a single masculine I don't work I think I've worked with two men my entire career you know yeah so I'm not you wouldn't hire me for masculine you're hiring me for feminine you're hiring me for like confident yeah there's a style there's a clear style no matter how I think I get told that a lot more than anything that when I post something, even if it's completely different, like, people say, oh, I knew it was yours as soon as I saw it.
1: And really? That's, like, that's so nice.
0: Yeah. Top compliment I could ever receive is when someone says, I just knew it was yours. It's so crazy that's that so nice. everything that I do, I feel looks different, but people still know. And it's like, I think I've achieved what I wanted to achieve yeah. is that I have a clear like direction and
1: style and it's just like <laughs> Chef's kiss, <love> <laughs> you know I've achieved that. <laughs> yeah how do you think um your childhood and your teen years informed your own design palette like what were you surrounded um, by I always... you've landed here um
0: I wasn't very good at you know math I wasn't very good at you know, English, I always did art. I was always mm-hmm. in art. Um, in I think back now in primary school, I got selected out of my school to go to an art college for a day because it's something mm-hmm. that I did. I can't remember what it was. It was like a sculpture or a drawing or something. And I got chosen and I got to go to this like really adult, <laughs> you know, art college. Wow. And as soon as I was there, I was like, I love this. I love that there's not one piece here that looks similar to someone else's. Everything looked different. And I was like, mm. all of these people are doing the same thing, but everything looks so different, you know? And I think, you know, as crazy as that sound, like what, in year like four or something, you're having this like life-changing shift <laughs>
1: <laughs> at like
0: 12 years old or something. <laughs> but from that point on, I looked at art, and what I did differently, I didn't know mm. that I wanted to do design. I had no idea that it was a thing. You know, it really wasn't that big back in 2015. You didn't hear people mm. going freelance. You know, yeah. So it wasn't something that I always had. And I was like, oh, I can't really be an artist. Like, people aren't art. Like, you you don't just like yeah. You know, leave school and just oh, I have. I'm an artist. <laughs> Imagine. Um, and I actually saw in a. Frankie magazine. Yes. Um, about open colleges. That's where I studied, but online. And I mm-hmm. saw it, and I, someone and it had a little desk set up like someone's studio, and it was a little photo of someone's studio. I was like, I want that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, mom, like <laughs> I want to do design, <laughs> and Dad was like, No, that's not a that's not a career. You know, the typical parent, like that's not yeah that's not a job. And I was like, oh, but, it, you know, like, why not? Like, why can't it be? So I had yeah. zero design experience. I only loved art. So I, I suppose I thank my business to Frankie Magazine because I had that <laughs> dream mentality just seeing someone's yeah. studio. And I was like, I wanted my own studio.
1: And now here we are. <laughs> it's, so, it's so interesting when you see, like, on TikTok, like, girls that work from home that run their own business that have like the beautiful Mac and then they've got their cute coffee cup and like everything's really aesthetic and there's images and stuff everywhere. Like even I do it, I'm like, Oh my God, I want that. And I'm like, hang on a second. I've already surpassed that. Like I have a fucking home office and an actual office. Like what am I talking about? I want like, just go on Amazon bitch and buy a fucking beige mat. Like what are you doing? It's so funny how we like build our dreams around visuals. It's so silly. What kind of advice would you give for people that Have a brand but don't necessarily spend that much time on the brand. Do you know what I mean? Mm. When I
0: get clients to do the Pinterest board, I see how deep they are into (laughs) trends. And right off the bat, I say, you know, we're not using this tan type. We're not using using this font. It's going to date. It's already dated, you know, just because you like it. It can't work. And if, you know, you're not, mm. if you want to do that, but I'm not going to do that purely because I want to set you up for years. You know, mm. you're spending, you know, quite a chunk of money investing in me building this for you. I don't want to just put the, a trend, which is going to work right now. It's going to mm. do well right now because that's what, that's what everyone's loving but it's going to date and it's not going to form. So whenever I see a Pinterest board, I always cut it off (laughs) before we go any further, you know? So even if you, you are, you do have a brand and you're still sort of unsure of where you want to go, if you built your own brand on Canva. So a lot of clients do this just to get them off the ground. Mm -hmm. And if you're not seeing, that you're growing, or you're not seeing that, you know, you're standing out against the, the people that are doing exactly the same as you.
1: You're pushing timelessness for, so for a brand, is that mm. kind of, yeah, I totally in short, agree. yeah,
0: because <laughs> I, you can just see even the brands that are being created like today that are trendy. They're not, they're not standing out. Mm. Uh, it's just like. While it looks good, I think it looks good. I th- I don't really think trends should be stopped in a creative sense. They're fun mm. to work on by yourself. But giving a client a trendy project, or a trendy brand, sorry, is just setting them back essentially. So while it looks good, yeah. while you've made it, it looks good on your socials, you're only doing yourself a favour. You're not doing the client a, f- a favour there, you know, setting them back a mm. little bit.
1: It's really interesting as insight because I I can see so many Mm -hmm. brands popping up that are like, yeah. And they're like investing heaps in TikTok and like doing all the things. But yeah, you know, they're going to have to do a rebrand in 24 months for sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The amount of times that has happened, or like a Canva brand, and they're like, oh, I just want to, you know, stand out, do it differently. It's like, no worries.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Even like the, the, process the podcast I used a canva I used a template from creative market called house but it's h-a-u-s and now I can see I've tweaked it I tweaked it a little bit um and then I changed it to Mm -hmm. my own color palette and I worked around it and I built in different little things and like incorporated a little microphone emoji and like little bits like that but I can see from a mile away now when a brand uses a creative market template and being on the other side (laughs) of that where where I've just done it because I've done it and because I literally had mm. no finance. It was more scrappy and I wasn't sure mm. that I wanted to to proceed with a podcast so i was kind of like well i don't want to spend two thousand dollars or like five thousand dollars on a suite of everything when i don't even know what this is and at the moment it's just a fleeting (laughs) hobby like the podcast still isn't even monetized really so so it's hard to justify that so in that sense canva and like creative market which if anyone doesn't know what creative market is it's like a kind of like a shopping center online for all sorts of different creative assets like of course they have fonts they've got stock footage now they have photo filters um like Lightroom presets, all that kind of stuff, and they also have total brand packages. But I love to use those as like a jumping off point.
0: Probably forty forty to fifty percent of my clients came from Canva. Yeah, like they started okay. at with Canva, and I've taken yeah. what they've done or changed it. You know,
1: do you what are you working on right now?
0: Um, a little bit of the agency, um, that client that I'm awaiting this email i keep staring at the tab yes to <laughs> see that, <laughs> Seeing that little one <laughs> and that um french french clothing which i'm very excited to start on i've only looked at font it's
1: an australian it's, brand
0: uh no they're american but the um oh. photography which is the other the one that I'm waiting on. She's Australian, so.
1: We'll eagerly await the email update. I want to know what's (laughs) happening. Thank you so much for joining me. I feel like you gave us just the best little, like, nuggets. Um, Thank you for having me. Of course. And I'm so excited to introduce you and your work to Process the Podcast listeners because I think your work is super inspiring and the way that you share everything and that you've worked out a way, even the way that you share stuff that gets rejected has Um, Mm -hmm. has, like, surged something in me to be like, hang on a second, just because it was rejected doesn't mean it's not good. It just means it's not right for them. And that way of thinking is so important.
0: I think I've definitely tried to embrace the
1: not negative. It's not negative.
0: Being rejected isn't negative. Mm. But embrace the not so sparkly part, you know, of Mm. owning a business. There's always those little underlying (laughs) little pins and points that you don't really often show but uh you know I posted the other day that I messed up really bad on a project and I used a font that I shouldn't have that was you weren't allowed to edit so I had to redo the that brand for a client for free so that was on me and I posted about it and all of the comments were like I would have never posted that but it's amazing that you took that and you did it I was like "Well, there's no point not sharing it We all make
1: mistakes. It's it's an incredible vulnerability and I think you definitely are making people feel less alone with it, which is what I love about this podcast, even just chatting and stuff. And the last two have been pretty vulnerable and I've gotten some messages back being like, wow, thank you for that. And it's really empowering when you just, (laughs) when you trip over, you know that you can actually talk about it, you know, it's nice. Mm -hmm. That brings me to the end of my chat with... Taylor Amy. If you loved this, please go and follow her on Instagram and also jump over to Process the Podcast on Insta and give us some love. Socials have been really tricky for me of late. The account got hacked and I can't link the socials back to myself, so I can't get in there to post anything. I'm working on it desperately, but if you loved this episode, I would love you guys to leave a review or send me a DM and let me know any ideas or if you need any help with anything last time i said this i got some beautiful dms so i'm kind of excited to kick that off and keep it going thank you guys for tuning in and i hope you learned something loved it and are inspired to do a passion project because i definitely am i'll see you next week